see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, I'm Sean Riley, and welcome to the first Unpacked with PMMI of 2022. While we have talked about sustainability on the podcast previously, it's not every day we are able to discuss it with one of the largest packaging and processing companies in the world. Today we kick off a two-part series where we sit down with Tetra Pak's Angela Peterson and the Compass Group USA's Marissa Gallison to talk about how consumer decisions on sustainability actually play out in a store and how companies that are packaging the products that are put on retail shelves are able to draw the attention of people in stores looking for sustainable packages. For part one, we discuss on-package messaging that will appeal to consumers and to brands, whereas part two jumps into the different generational buy-ins to the culture of recycling and sustainability. We're very pleased today to have Tetra Pak's U.S. and Canadian Communications Manager, Angela Peterson, and the Compass Group, USA's Director of Sustainability, Marissa Gallison, on the podcast. Marissa and Angela, welcome to the pod. Hi, thank you for having us. So I guess before we get too deeply into sustainability and the different things that we're going to talk about around sustainability, I guess if each of you could just give us a little, you know, elevator background on exactly what it is you do. So I guess we could start first with Angela. Okay. Um, so I work for Tetra Pak and some of you may be saying like, who's Tetra Pak? We are one of the world's largest food packaging and processing company, but we are probably best known for our carton packages. So if you open your pantry today and pull out a container of chicken broth or a dairy alternative milk, turn over the package, you'll probably see our logo there. So anytime you see those carton packages in the grocery store on the shelf, um, that's us. We do aseptic shelf stable packaging as well as chilled carton packaging. Um, and then again, processing. Um, and so in my role, I do a variety of things within communications, but one of my favorite parts of the job is working with different customers um, to really help them communicate their sustainability messaging in a way that makes sense to consumers um, and is also something that helps them really communicate, you know, what they're doing, um, you know, their sustainability goals, the work that they're doing behind the scenes. Um, and so we work with everyone from startups and entrepreneurs to some of the world's largest, most well-known food and beverage providers. Yeah. And it's funny that we're in the packaging and processing world. So you hear Tetra Pak and we all know that it's, it's a humongous company that's worldwide known and stuff like, but you do 
realized that outside of our little world, which isn't so little, Tetra Pak isn't, like you said, a household name, even though it's in all of our households. So that's that's an interesting way to put it. I'm thinking when you say Tetra Pak, like, oh my gosh, this is Tetra Pak. We have to have them on the pod. They're huge. Um, so Marissa, I guess if you could just give us a little background on um, what it is you do. I'm currently the director of sustainability for Compass Group USA. Compass Group is the world's largest food service company providing millions of meals a day for hospitals, universities, school districts, um, business units around the U.S. and globally. Um, Being in the North American office, we are just looking at the U.S., um, which makes up about 70% of Compass Group total. Really where my efforts came into play with with talking about messaging on PAC, since most of the food service industry doesn't have that consumer-facing messaging that we're talking about here and like what you would see on Tetra Pak packaging, um, came from my experience over the last three years with Consumer Brands Association. Um, so I started at Consumer Brands in 2019 and, and worked my way up from manager of packaging sustainability to director of packaging sustainability, where um, worked on and led multiple efforts uh, around packaging sustainability and recycling. That's actually where I met Angela and where you know I've done a, a handful of projects with Tetra Pak over the years. Um, one of the most recent ones and still ongoing, you know, since my departure at Consumer Brands is. Uh, workstream to engage with the Federal Trade Commission on their green guides. Um, so some of the foundational elements for um, the legal systems around how we message on PAC. Um, so that's that's where my relevancy comes to this conversation. Awesome. You're exactly the two people that I need for this conversation because we I've um been a, a reporter and an editor and, and covered the packaging industry for um, too long. I'm not going to say how long, but um, and I remember when sustainability became this this buzzword years ago and it's grown and it's grown into this kind of overarching idea that everybody wants to be more sustainable and, and people are, are going more towards sustainability. Consumers, um, particularly the younger generation, the millennials, have been known and have been identified as as it being sustainability being a main driver in their buying habits. Um, but what we don't get to as much is exactly how it plays out in a store or how it plays out with the companies that are packaging the products to make sure that the stuff they are putting in a store is going to be what is going to draw the attention of um, people looking for these type of um, sustainability initiatives on packages. So kind of the things that drive that final um, decision. So that that's where this conversation is going to be really helpful. So I guess just from a real sort of top view, how do you guys define product sustainability messaging? So I think for me, product sustainability messaging is a brand's way to really educate consumers about, you know, what they have been doing related to sustainability that's meaningful to the consumer. So, you know, I think a lot of companies today are focused on what they can do to minimize their impact and, you know, create a more sustainable future. But it's also, you know, something that consumers are looking for. So it's really kind of bringing that together of, you know, what are the brand's goals? What are they working towards? What matters to their consumers? And how do they marry the two in a way that can fit on PAC? So it's really about, 
you know, boiling down a lot of really complex subjects into, you know, a few words that really convey to the consumer what you're doing and why it should matter to them. And just to add on, you know, from the brand's perspective and then more from the policy and legal perspective, you know, what defines product sustainability messaging is really the Federal Trade Commission's legal guidelines, um, the environmental marketing claims that were last updated in 2012. So, you know, while brands have all of these different areas that they want to engage in and, and talk to their customers about, there is a framework that helps brands understand what they legally can and cannot say on PAC. Um, and it is quite complex trying to boil down some of these these key areas, whether it's understanding recyclability or water reduction or carbon emissions, you know, how those are calculated, go into how you can message it. And it is a it, it's super complicated trying to get it from, you know, those calculations to something that you can fit on pack and make it super simple for the consumer to understand because we're working with these massively complex systems and measuring water from agriculture to packaging to processing all the way down to the consumer level, it's really hard to find that consistency from brand to brand. And so that's where these legal guidelines come into play to provide some some guardrails on what we can and cannot say on pack. And I would say emphasis on the fact that it is a guideline. It's not preemptive of what states say in terms of how you can message on pack, but is really the gold standard of what brands point to and say, you know, we are putting messaging on pack that aligns with the Federal Trade Commission's green guidelines. And and that's to me is is something that I don't know, maybe everybody listening knows this, but I don't know that I ever really put that much thought beyond, you know, that there is the Federal Trade Commission is involved in this. It isn't just something that that you can put on package and say, you know, we saved X amount of water or we're saving water and stuff like that, that would be a, a driver for someone to buy something. But like you said, it, th- there's guidelines for this and there's rules and there's legalities that, that are in place to make sure that people aren't saying things that are untrue and kind of misdirecting the consumer. So I guess what are the, because again, a package, some packages are so small and there's so much limited space in terms of design and, and attracting the eye of the consumer and still getting this information on there. So I guess, how do consumers respond to these product sustainability claims? Like what are things that can catch the eye or can bring in consumers to um, to make these, these purchases? So what I typically encourage our brands to do is to first really understand what matters to their consumers. You know, what is the person in the grocery store going to look at on the package? You have to understand what they want. So I recommend, you know, watching what people are saying about you on Twitter, Um, checking with the team that reviews your consumer inbox, maybe on your website, you know, that contact us see what people are asking about, see what matters to them and find out what's unclear. And I think that really is kind of the first step in understanding what you need to communicate first. And then beyond that, I think, you know, a great way to communicate about sustainability is to look at those those certifications that are available to you, whether it's FSC, Bonsucro, 
there's a variety of different certifications. Um, those little, you know, on pack labels that are super familiar and common. And so that's a really quick way for people to just glance mm-hmm. at your package. They recognize, say, the FSC logo, the Forest Stewardship logo, and they say, oh, okay, like the paper used for this packaging was responsibly sourced. They don't have to read it. They see it. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So I always encourage brands to look at what certifications they qualify for, you know, and usually those come through a supplier, whether it's your packaging supplier or someone else, you know, those, the certifications are out there and are a great first step uh, for communicating on path. Interesting. And I guess the kind of follow-up I have, which you may have already answered is, are consumers aware of these and understanding of these logos and little symbols that are coming to represent the sustainable products or recyclable products, or is it something that they still need education on? I would say both um, from my perspective and our, you know, our consumers that purchase brands that come in our packaging. So I think, you know, FSC is very well known um, if you're looking for it. And so that's something that's out there. It's been around a long time. Um, It's on a lot of different products. So I think logos like that are pretty well recognized. And then I think a lot of brands now with social media in the last, you know, several years, they're using their social media channels to really educate their consumers about those certifications on their channels. So, you know, they're able to put additional information out there. And so I think that's really helping the people who are, you know, very values driven consumers, they are out there looking for that information. And I think today just, you know, everybody has a computer in their pocket, essentially. So as you're sitting there, you know, the package is your brand's billboard in somebody's hand. So whether they're Mm -hmm. sitting in an, you know, waiting room, just reading their package or sitting at the breakfast table, that package is there in front of them. And sometimes people see the claim, they're like, I wonder what that means. And they look into it. Um, So I think, you know, the certifications are becoming more well known among consumers, just simply because there's so much access to information these days. And then throughout the pandemic, we've also seen that people have really taken an interest in the environment and how their packaging impacts the environment. So I think there's even kind of a renewed interest in really understanding the package. And, you know, you go to the package to learn about it, and then that drives you to really dive deeper into what does this all mean? Fair enough. Now, now I hear that, and then I'm guessing, are there additional things that would trigger consideration you know, from consumers. And I guess the counter to that, there are things that you shouldn't put on there that people are going to avoid because of it. Like you may be doing everything right, but you're putting something on the package that is turning people away. Yeah. So I would say, you know, first um, we found through research that the majority of people look at the package and they want to know, is this recyclable? So they go to the package to see if there is that recycling logo on the package. And I would say that's probably one of the most universally well-known logos on package out there. And I think, you know, consumers are looking for that one 
Recycling, while a very complex infrastructure, it's something that most consumers are familiar with. And two, it gives them the ability to be action oriented and it helps them feel like they are really making a difference. Um, we have a group that we work with that's done some research and, you know, they found that people want to do more to help the planet, but only about a quarter of people feel like they're doing all they can. So I think that recycling logo gives people a feeling of empowerment. They can look at the logo and they know what to do with the package when they're done so that they can, you know, feel good, essentially. Um, I think we also see a lot of consumers now wanting to understand their carbon footprint. So now, you know, we are using on certain packages that contain plant-based plastics, the Carbon Trust logo, um, to really communicate, you know, by choosing this package, mm -hmm. you are making a wise decision in reducing your carbon footprint. So I think people are looking for that. And, you know, really just a variety of different messages talk to people. So I think, again, it goes back to really understanding your consumers, what matters to them and communicating that. What I typically recommend our brands avoid is anything that's not substantiated. So sustainability claims are taken very seriously. You know, that's why the FTC's green guides exist, because they are real marketing claims. So you want to make sure that anything you share on PAC can be proven. Um, you want to have the LCAs available, you know, whether that's just within your organization or on your website, definitely not on your package, but you want to make sure that information is there so that if you are asked a question about something, you can provide the factual data to support anything on PAC. I also recommend staying away from, you know, claims that are, you know, saying 100% really of anything, 100% recyclable. 100% renewable, again, unless you are able to validate that and really account for that statement in totality. We are seeing, you know, because sustainability is becoming something that's more top of mind, we are seeing more news about companies that are being accused of greenwashing. And I don't think it's malicious. Um, I think it's just sometimes there's, you know, not that double check of claims to make sure that they are able to substantiate it 100%. And I can jump in here a little bit, um, answering the what not to put on pack. And I think Angela did an amazing job at, you know, putting down that framework because I 100% agree with everything she said. And I think one of the biggest pieces to note about the FTC Green Guides is that it has not been updated since 2012 which is why the commission is, is looking at how can they update the guidelines so that it is consistent with the market that we're in today. If you think about sustainability in 2012, we were in a completely different place than we are now. And consumers want information about a wider set of environmental issues than were talked about in 2012. And, you know, the unfortunate truth is brands move, move at a quicker rate. And, you know, we, we want to adapt to the marketplace. But, you know, some of those legal issues that we're seeing with being greenwashing and unsubstantiated claims is that, you know, we don't have those legal guidelines in place right now to talk about this wider set of environmental issues 
um, that consumers want to see in the marketplace right now and that align with the brand's commitments that are being put out. And so, you know, Angela was talking about recycling. We like to talk about recycling a lot. I think it's a really fun issue because it does touch every consumer's lives. And we like to say on the Hill is recycling is a bipartisan issue. It's an issue that everyone can get behind. Nobody likes trash. However, it is massively complex in how you message it to consumers. You know, the the recycling logo is, while one of the most important to make sure that we facilitate sustainable materials management. It also is extremely vague and doesn't provide the consumers with the the type of information to really understand how to recycle properly. And there's different certifications out there like the How to Recycle label that are trying to get at that to provide more information on whether or not does your cardboard need to be uh, cleaned? Can you recycle a pizza box? Um, your film plastics and your plastic bags, they're recyclable, but you have to drop them off at the grocery store. Um, It's not as simple as, can I just put this in my bin? And then we're also seeing legislation um, like what was passed in California this year, uh, SB 343, prohibiting the use of the chasing arrow symbol on pack, while we have, you know, a handful of other states that mandate that you use that logo. And so consistency is just so important to the way that we message to consumers, because right now, whether you're in California, Alabama, Oklahoma, I mean, even in you know Washington, D.C., you know, what you can recycle in Arlington is different than what you can recycle in D.C. proper in your home versus your apartment building versus your office. And, and the way that it is communicated is just so vastly different, you know, whether it's the municipality, the brand, and I'd say one of the greatest hopes that we could get out of an updated uh, Green Guides is a, a federal view of how we talk about these issues to consumers. Because I'd say that lack of consistency is is the, the biggest challenge that we have on any of these issues that we're talking about. And, you know, it, it is the greatest chance that we have in educating the broader populations on, on these issues that we're working on on a day-to-day basis. Keep your eyes peeled for the next episode where we jump into the generational buy-in to the culture of recycling and sustainability with Marissa and Angela in part two of this series. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.